welcome back to the Let's Call It Nothing podcast, where we discuss all things fangirl and the light flickers. We are filming this during spooky season. And right on We the are recording this I was during like, filming spooky this. season. <laughs> we are right on the cusp of All Hallows Eve, and Caitlin's house decided it was going to be spooky for us. It's okay. We're cool, right, ghosts? We're cool. They don't know yet. <laughs> so, we are back. With our final episode discussing Forever, which is book three in the Wolves of Mercy Falls series by Maggie Stiefvater. Did I say the right title? Yeah, this hey. time. That's why I was laughing. This honestly, time. <laughs> honestly, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I know. Where we left off, things really picking up. We're about to be on the run. Spoiler alert. Sam is a wolf now. Sam is a wolf now. A very short chapter. We're just going to go back there. Chapter 62 was, it was time. Sam and Cole are planning what to do. Then Cole injects Sam with wolf toxin. Yes. If you don't (laughs) remember, the hunt for the wolves has now been moved up. So they're down to their last effort, which is changing Sam back into a wolf. Mm -hmm. So that he could lead the pack. Following the leader, the leader, the leader. Following the leader wherever he may go. I don't know the rest of the song. Chapter 63, and I'm just going to read it from the book. It's in Sam's perspective. For one second, one part of a second, one fraction of a breath, pain wiped all of my thoughts away from me. My veins were molten. My body was remapped itself, charting new courses, planting new bones while it crushed the others to dust. There was not a part of me that wasn't negotiable. I had forgotten the agony of it. There was no mercy to this. The first time I had shifted, I'd been seven. My mother had been the first to see. I couldn't even remember her name right now. My spine crackled. Cole threw the syringe unto the step. The woods were singing in the language I only knew as a wolf. The last time I had done this, it had been Grace's face in front of me. The last time I had done this, it had been goodbye. No more. No more goodbyes. I am Sam Roth. I'm Finding Grace. There's his album name. Finding Grace. Finding Grace. She it's said not, not to. not Christian rock. <laughs> she uh, did not like that, though. At least, you know, he has it in his brain what to do as a wolf. Yep. It's working. Chapter 64, which is from Isabel's point of view. So Isabel mulls over her last conversation with Cole. In the heat of the moment, she had been pissed that he'd been telling her what to do. Acting like simply telling her father to lay off would do the trick. She regrets telling him to kill himself. She thinks, I wish I knew how to set my weapons to stun instead of eviscerate. She tries calling to apologize to Cole, but gets no answer. She then heads downstairs in an attempt to get her father to call off the hunt. Only her mom is there, though. Isabella's mom tells her that her dad went ahead to get ready for the hunt, that he's actually going to be in the helicopter that's going to be shooting down the wolves. I was too late. I had spent too long debating with myself, and now I was too late. There was nothing I could do. Cole had said, you owe it to me to try. Isabel knows that it's Cole that she owes, but she still has to do something. She grabs her jacket, keys, and phone and heads out the back door. She is no longer the girl who first faces Cole at the same door months before. Everything has changed. So Isabel knows that she doesn't owe Cole anything is what I meant to say. Because she doesn't, but she recognizes like she's a part of this now. So she needs to do something. She can't just sit around and watch her friends possibly die. Mm-hmm. After she watched her brother die. She's like, I'm going to do something. I'm going to be human girl and I'm going to do something. And I love those characters who are like, I got no power. I'm going to do something. The next chapter, chapter 65, is from Sam's perspective. I am Sam Roth. 
I am finding grace, finding the wolves, bringing them to the lake. I am Sam Roth. I am finding grace, finding the wolves, bringing them to the lake. I burst into the woods at a gallop. My paws pounded the rocks. My strides ate the ground. Every nerve inside me was on fire. I was holding my thoughts like an armful of paper cranes, tight enough to keep them, not tight enough to crush them. I am Sam Roth. I am finding grace, finding the wolves, bringing them to the lake. I am Sam Roth. I am finding grace, finding the wolves, bringing them to the lake. <laughs> Start rapping it. Let's make a beat. <laughs> Let's go. There were uh, 1,000 things to hear, 10,000 things to scent, 100 million clues to countless forms of life in these woods. But I didn't need countless. I needed one. She was leaning back against me, breathing in the scent of a candy shop. Every color that I couldn't see was now painted on the walls and labels around us. I am Sam. I am finding grace, finding the wolves, bringing them back to the lake. Tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forest of the night. What immortal hand or bright could frame thy fearful symmetry? What? I was like, I didn't know I knew that. I can, I can rap the entire entirety of that poem, but I won't do it now. Yep, you do. <laughs> the night was bright underneath the half moon. Tiger, tiger, burning in the forest of the night. What the light, <laughs> the light reflected off a few low clouds and ragged, ragged strands of mist. I could see endlessly ahead of me, but it wasn't sight that would help me. Every so often, I slowed listening. Her howl. It was for me. I was certain. The wolves howled. I stood at her window, looking out. We were strangers, and we knew each other like a path we walked every day. Don't sleep on the floor, she said. I am Sam. I am finding grace, finding the wolves, bringing them back. There were other voices now responding to their calls. It wasn't difficult to pick them apart. It was difficult to remember why I needed to pick them apart. Her eyes, brown and complicated, with a wolf's face. I am Sam. I am finding grace, finding the wolves. I faltered as my paws slid on wet clay. Sending me slithering, I heard something drop in the water close by. A voice hissed at me in the back of my head. Something about this was dangerous. I slowed cautious, and there it was now. A massive pit, water for drowning at its base. I minced around it before listening. The woods had fallen silent. My mind tripped and stumbled, aching for. I tipped my head back and howled a long, trembling bay that helped ease the ache inside me. A few moments later, I heard her voice, and I set off again. I am finding grace, finding the wolves. A flock of birds exploded in front of me, startled from their ro- roost by my progress. They burst into the air, white against the black, and something about the multitude of their forms, the identical stretch of their wings, the way they suspended above me, fluttering in the wind, starlit behind them, reminded me of something. I struggled and struggled to grasp, but it slid away from me. The loss seemed crushing, though I could not think of what I'd lost. I am finding grace. I would not lose that. I would not lose that. Finding grace. There were some things that you cannot take from me. Some things that I could just not bear to give up. Grace. Because that's what he's always remembered was grace. Mm-hmm. Even, you know, way back in the day. Yeah. That was all I could There's think of. about grace. Uh, and then we go to chapter 66. And this is from the first part's from Cole's perspective. And I'm just going to read it from the book. 2.34 a.m. I was alone. The lake stretched out beside the parking area. The still water reflecting a mirror perfect image of the imperfect moon. Somewhere on the other side of the water was the Culpeper property. I wasn't going to think about that. 2.35. I was alone. It was possible that Sam wasn't coming. Okay, and then we switch to Isabel's perspective. Isabel arrives at Beck's house, but no one is there. She wanders through, noting each room. 
She approaches the room at the end of the hall, the room where Jack died. Now it's Cole's room. It's a mess with clothes and dishes and pens and papers everywhere. The bed is unmade, a journal sitting on top. Isabel climbs into the bed. Now it smells like Cole. She remembers him showing up to her smelling nice. She remembers Jack dying in the same spot. And this is from her. It was a hard memory to conjure. And it wasn't strong enough to bring emotion with it. That made me feel simultaneously relieved and sad. I was losing him. Isabel picks up the journal from Cole's bed. She thinks about the odd idea of Cole having private thoughts written down. She says, I didn't think he could be honest, even on paper. Inside, though, it's not ooey-gooey thoughts or song lyrics. It says, seizures, chills, moderate success, uncontrollable shaking of hands, approximately two hours, shifted for 27 minutes, vomiting extensive, suggest fasting. The journal chronicles Cole's experiments on himself for the past few months. She thumbs through looking for more, something just showing a hint of emotion. Instead, she finds the address of Two Island Lake. She knows where to start looking. Um, One thing that I wanted to note was her whenever she is thinking about Jack and everything, and she is saying that the memories don't really bring up an emotion. I found that interesting. And we didn't talk about it before, but Grace's feelings on Olivia's death Mm-hmm. We never explored so much that she was sad, but she wasn't as sad as she thought she would be about her best friend dying. They're all very numb. Yeah. Which is understandable. Um, I mean, Isabel is very numb in this When situation. you have PTSD, you don't like, it doesn't register. Yeah. And I wanted to bring that up about Shelby too, um, how she thinks that uh, Olivia is showing aggression in the prologue. That's PTSD. Yeah. In a sense, because I mean, like, you don't sense normal response, like everything looks like aggression when you have mm-hmm. PTSD, according to the TV shows I watch. Um, and also in this chapter, Isabel wanting so badly for Cole's journal to have like some hint of him, some answers to who he is. Mm-hmm. And it's just stuff about his experiments. And she's still looking like, no, he's maybe he's writing about me. Maybe he's writing about like his family or his past. No. It's not. And she's like, it's still like, quote unquote, surface level coal. Yeah. Like, because she wants so badly to see more of him. And it only comes out every so often. I just like how Cole's panicking at the beginning of this chapter because he's like, oh, well, Sam, I know we coming. What the f- do I do now? That's when he's got to come up with his own ideas. <laughs> Be second in command. All right. So now we're moving on to chapter 67, which is from Grace's perspective. So Grace in her wolf form sees her wolf. Okay, Sam. She remembers him. She howls as she runs to him. The closer she gets, the more her howls become whimpers. The other wolves try to console her, but she shows them images of those yellow eyes. There he was. The other wolves recognize his scent, sending images of him playing and hunting among his pack. She runs towards him. They continue sending images back and forth to each other. His are more panicked, trying to warn her about humans. She doesn't fully understand at first, but then the image shows a boy and a girl. The boy has the wolf's eyes. Something inside me hurt. Grace, I whined softly. I didn't understand, and now I felt that familiar pang of loss and hollowness inside me. Grace. They approached each other and show their clear affection by licking each other's faces. He sends her an image of them throwing their heads back and howling, calling the other wolves, but the tone of the image is filtered with danger. She follows through as Sam howls. Together, our voices were louder. The other wolves pressed in against us, nosing, whimpering, and finally howling. There wasn't a place in the woods you wouldn't hear us. The fact that she is thinking of her name 
because that's what she hears through her thoughts. And she's yeah. just like, why do I feel this way about this word? Mm-hmm. I'm like, because it's you, honey. It's you. And then <laughs> Sam and her just licking each other and nibbling at each other. And I'm like, this is so weird. But I mean, it cool. makes sense. It's the interaction that both of them kind of wanted. Like when Sam previously was like, all I wanted to do was be a wolf mm-hmm. with her and run with her as wolves. And then her kind of feeling that way after she was forced to become one fully. It's the first interaction of that. And it's kind of sweet, even though it's tinted with danger. Chapter 68 is from Cole's perspective. It was 5.15 a.m. I was so tired I couldn't imagine sleeping. I was the tired that made your hands shake and your eyes see lights in the corners of your vision. Movement where there was none. Sam was not here. What a strange world this was, that I could come here to lose everything about myself and instead lose everything but me. It was possible that I'd thrown one too many Molotov cocktails over God's fence. Oh my god. (laughs) I forgot how great that line was. It would be, after all, a divinely ironic punishment to watch me learn to care and then destroy the things I cared about. (laughs) Just everything about this. Yeah. I didn't know what to do if this didn't work. I realized then that somewhere along the way, I'd started to think that Sam could really do it. There hadn't been a part of me, even a small part, that had believed otherwise. And so now this feeling I felt rumbling in my chest was disappointment and betrayal. I couldn't go back to that empty house. It was nothing without people in it. And I couldn't go back home to New York. It hadn't been home for a long time. I was a man without a country. Somewhere along the way, I'd become the pack. I blinked, rubbed my eyes. There was movement at the edge of my vision again. Miscellaneous floaters. Consolation prizes for actual sight in the dim light. I rubbed again, rested my head against the steering wheel. But the movement was real. It was Sam. His yellow eyes regarding the car warily. And behind him were the wolves. Dun, dun, dun. So next we go into chapter 69, which is from Sam's perspective. And the ghosties are out again. It's like heavy flickering. We've got to get out of here before nightfall or we may die. Sam. Sam recognizes that everything about the scene is wrong. The pack is out in the open. They are bunched together and too close to the vehicle. He runs as images are flashed into his mind. Us, by the lake, all together, me and her, Grace. He has done everything he needed to do at this point. The plan was in motion. Now what? Grace senses his anxiety. She tries to comfort him, but to no avail. A voice comes into his mind along with images of wolves running down the road with something ahead, something menacing behind. He tries to find the messenger, a young man. Again, he gets an image noting imminent danger. He looks to Grace, who is keeping the wolves from wandering back into the woods. Grace suggests Sam lead while she travels alongside. He doesn't mistrust the message sent because it is followed by the name Sam. Sam orders the pack to follow his command. While the pack should listen to their alpha, Paul, they followed Sam. Every wolf listened to me. This is what I was talking about earlier, I think, where sometimes they don't always just listen to the alpha. They're like, I'm going to listen to you too. Well, they set up, Paul and Beck set it up even as wolves that Sam was going to be the alpha. He's not yet. He's not yet, but is he? Oh, intrigue. Yeah. (laughs) I think. Who's the true alpha? I think at this point, Sam is now the alpha. Yeah, okay. I can get behind that. Yeah, I think that's why they were waiting on Sam to shift for the last time, and he was going to be the alpha. They didn't know that. 
But they were setting him up for that. Now he's double alpha. Yeah. Alpha of the humans and alpha of the wolves. I think I think Paul is getting too old. And so yeah. Because he hasn't shifted for a long time. Mm-hmm. So now that Sam's here, Paul like is listening to him because he's like, Okay, this is our alpha. I could be wrong. I don't know how wolves I, work. Yeah, I could get behind that. Well, it's fictionalized world, so Yeah. But that's that's how I've always thought. Like this is the scene this is the scene where Sam is the alpha. I am the only alpha Oh yeah, Team Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> Camera pans out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh Peter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we're on chapter seventy, which is in Cole's perspective. So Cole sees that the plan is working. He notices the wolves scattering away from the car, though, so he gets out, throwing them images the best he can as he travels on foot. He runs with the wolves as a human, and then this is quoted. Even as a cynic, it was something to see the wolves leaping and jumping and ducking and surging with each other, and it was something else again to see Sam and Grace. Even as wolves, Sam and Grace are able to communicate with each other effortlessly. Sam barely turns his head, and Grace encourages wolves to keep up. Grace takes images from Cole and interprets them for Sam. And then Cole helps him go in the right direction. But there's a problem being in a piece of open land with few trees. There the wolves are easy targets. And with the sun rising, they won't be fast enough to cross it before the helicopter appears. He hopes that the helicopter took off late this morning, that they still have time. I just, I mentioned this earlier while I was doing notes, but how it says that Grace was interpreting Cole's images for sam Mm -hmm. and i'm like that's very much them as humans because i feel like grace is a good like in between between for sam and cole who are so different grace like can kind of understand both of them yeah so i thought it was funny and also this kind of puts into place like this is how they did did it last time but grace is the in between because she's the one that's really good at imprinting mm-hmm. images. Yeah. And somehow I don't know how Cole is good at handing it to Grace, but it works out way better. Yeah, I would love to see more of a like development in their friendship, like him and Grace. Yeah. It'd be interesting. I think so too. I like you. You can stay. <laughs> I like you. <laughs> Also, uh, Sam is that makes me. That makes okay. I was like, "Why does this sound so familiar to me?" And now I'm like TikTok because there's the "I like you." Here, have a cupcake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chapter seventy one. We have Isabel's perspective first off. By the time Isabel arrives to the lake, the location, she sees the Volkswagen and Cole is gone. He had left Sam's phone behind, so there is no way to contact him. And this is where she mentally is cursing. Cole being like, what the hell? Like, why are you doing this? What an idiot. I need to talk to you. Then she sees more wolf tracks than she's ever seen before. She's happy, but she followed the right lead after looking in Cole's journal and decides to start following these tracks. She hops back into her car and eases on down the road, you know? Then she sees them. She sees Grace leading the wolves and then a white wolf who at first she thinks is Olivia but she ends up realizing it's Shelby. And then there's Cole as a human running alongside them. What a sight to see. She remembers the last words that she spoke to him. And this is from her brain. I had a new goal. I was going to tell him sorry after all of this. Then there is a rattling sound. Isabel realizes that it is coming from outside and the helicopter approaches. Then we have Cole's perspective. The helicopter nears them. Cole describes it as a monster. 
He thinks of lyrics from an old song of his. I am expendable. The wolves notice it too and begin to panic. There is nowhere to hide. They are out in the open. Cold takes in the new scenario, considering his options. He spots Shelby antagonizing Beck at the back of the pack. Cole wishes he had taken her down in the woods before. He wishes he had killed her. Sam sees Beck falling behind, so he lets Grace take the lead of the pack. Cole then stops running. Shelby leaves Beck. At first, Cole thinks that Sam's authority somehow got to her. Then she throws herself at Beck. Dun-dun-dun. The two fight, Shelby and Beck. A lot happens in just a few seconds. Dirt kicked up around them, scattershot, and before I understood what it was, Beck fell. Beck tries to get up, but keeps falling, his body clearly in ruins. Cole thinks. Beck cannot die. He was a giant. He was dead. Shelby then attacks Sam. Cole tries to tell Sam to keep moving, to leave her behind. Don't worry about this. There is a copter shooting at y'all. Y'all need to go. He's not having it, though, Sam. And Cole, once again, thinks about how he should have killed Shelby before when he had the chance. More dirt kicks up as they're being shot at from the helicopter. But this time, no wolves are taken down. And Cole's very hopeful, like, oh, maybe Beck will be the only casualty. Like, maybe we can make it through this. It seems to be over, but it's not. Cole starts thinking, kill Shelby, save Sam. Then with those thoughts, he shifts. And he sets out to uphold his promises. He tells Sam to get out. And just like that, Cole lunges for Shelby's throat. Chapter 72 is from Grace's perspective. Shots have been fired and the pack is disoriented. Sam is behind and so is the boy who was helping them. Grace tries her best to gather the pack, but she doesn't have the skill or the demand like Sam does. And she says, I I had only just learned to be a wolf myself. He needed to be the one to pull them together. Sam sends a message saying Beck and shows the wolf's mangled body. The helicopter is descending down upon them. Images are being thrown around, confusing Grace. Names are mentioned. Cole, Shelby, something inside of Grace recognizes them. She sees Cole and Shelby fighting. The helicopter sends a series of pops. Shelby lets go of Cole. Cole stumbles back and Grace sees the she-wolf face red. Shelby falls. Seconds later, Cole, Cole falls too. Oh my gosh. Is that happening? I was like, no, no, no. Shelby can go. But no, not Cole. Okay, Isabel. (laughs) Chapter 73 from Isabel's perspective. Somehow, I'd never really believed it could come to this. Cole. Isabel sees the white wolf still moving, but Cole is motionless. She thinks, why did it have to be Cole out of all the wolves? One that she cares about. Then she notices the other wolves' bodies. Cole is one of many. She is too late. Isabel knows now she can't save Cole, but there is still time to save Sam and Grace. They need time. She tells herself Cole died fast, and she wants to let go of the thought of him dead. I didn't care that my father would be angry with me, that it would cause a million problems, that it would make every bit of progress we had go away. I could stop this. As the helicopter swoops down again, Isabel goes off-roading. She travels through the wolves, and the shooting stops. The wolves leap back into the woods. The helicopter hovers above as Isabel opens up her sunroof to look up at the men and their guns. They have written here. She shoots a metaphorical bird by just being there. That was me. (laughs) Her phone buzzes with a message from her father. Get out of there. And Isabel replies with, when you do. Oh, I love that part. Get out of there. I will when you do. She's just looking up from the sunroof. Metaphorical bird. (laughs) (laughs) I just like how she's off-road and she's like, hope my vehicle doesn't break down while I'm doing this. 
My dad's going to be real pissed. <laughs> Chapter 74 is Sam's perspective. And this is after the fact, after everything that has happened. I shifted back to human with no ceremony. Like it wasn't a miracle. Just this. The sun on my back, the heat of the day, the werewolf running its course through my changeable veins. And then Sam, the man. Koenig waits for the pack at the lodge, giving Sam some clothes. Sam washes off and he relives Beck's death. He then, I guess, trying to not think of that anymore. He thinks about how it was running alongside Grace, both of them as wolves. It was everything he could have ever dreamed of when he was younger. Then he remembers Cole. Koenig tells Sam that the rest of the wolves are in the woods where they currently feel safe. He compliments Sam's efforts and mentions the wolves' bodies and how he probably needs to go get them before the men come back. Sam says that he wants to wait for Grace to shift back before they go. After Koenig leaves Sam alone, Sam filters through his murky wolf memories. He remembers the last thing that Cole said. I'll see you on the other side. There's a knock on the door. (laughs) It's Grace. Sam isn't able to say what he wants to. We lost Cole. Beck's dead. You're alive. Grace thanks Koenig, to which he responds, saving people's lives is my job. Grace and Sam hug, and Grace says, let's go get them. Sweet after the battle. I was just now thinking of this. They were like, yeah, let's go get their bodies. And I'm like, is that not going to be suspicious to the people who shot them, though, if they move all of the bodies? Like, I don't care. If not, then animal control will pick it up. So next is chapter 75, and I'm just going to read the whole chapter. The first part is from Sam's perspective. In comparison to our journey that morning, it took no time at all to get back to the field where the helicopter had found us. And there was Beck. His body was a wreck. There were all kinds of internal parts lying outside of him that I'd never considered him having. Sam, Grace said to me, his body was so flat and thin looking now it had nothing left in it. And maybe it didn't. Maybe it had all been annihilated from the blast. Those pieces, though, that he had dragged with him before he died. I remembered the bird that Shelby had killed in our driveway. Sam. The mouth was parted open, the tongue laying out over teeth, not like a dog would pant, but in a strange, unnatural way. The angle of the tongue made me think that the body must be stiff, just like a dog hit by a car. Really, just another dead body. Sam. Say. His eyes, though. Something. It had his eyes. Sam. And I had so much left to say to him. You're scaring me. I would be fine. I was fine. It was like I had known all along that he would die, be dead, that we would find his body like this, ruined and undone, that he would be gone from me, and we would never fix what had been broken. I would not cry, because this was just the way it would be. He would be gone, but he had been gone before, and this wouldn't feel any different. This absolute gone. This forever gone. This gone without hope of spring and warm weather bringing him back to me. I would feel nothing because there was nothing to feel. I felt I'd lived this moment a thousand times, so many times that I had no energy or emotion left to bring to the scene. I tried out the idea in my head. Beck is dead. Beck is dead. Beck is dead. Waiting for tears, for feeling, for anything. The air smelled like spring around us, but it felt like winter. Mm. Uh, uh, that's so sad okay the next is from grace's point of view sam just stood there shaking hands beside him silent and staring down at the body at our feet something terrible in his face 
made tear after noiseless tear slide down my cheek. Sam, I begged, please. Sam said, I'm fine. And then he just crumbled gently to the ground. He was a curled form, hands up behind his head, pulling his face down to his knees so far beyond crying that I didn't know what to do. And if you remember, that's how Beck was when thinking of his wife on Chinese Day. I think your gritty voice added emotion to that. I know. (laughs) Grace, he whispered. And in that one word, I heard agony. He was running a, a hand through his hair again and again, nodding and releasing fistfuls of it in his palm, ceaseless. Grace, help me. Help me. But I didn't know what to do. Why do you have to read it like that? <laughs> Is it sad? Trembling lip. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just, it's so sad when you don't know what to do in like those kinds of situations. Yeah. Like all you can do is be there and comfort them in whatever way that they need. But you don't know how to comfort them yeah. because like there's no comfort and you know that deep yeah. down. That's so sad. I am depression. Pick up the. Eh. <laughs> Let's pick it up. Let's pick it up. There's only three more chapters. How does it not pick up? Chapter 76, from Grace's perspective. Grace calls up Isabel to check in. Isabel says that she's grounded for the rest of her life, but it's okay. She feels bad about not getting there in enough time. Grace tells her not to beat beat herself up, that she did what she could. Isabel is silent for a few minutes. Then she reveals to Grace, They're sending me to California. Isabel feels guilty about leaving, but Grace says that her parents love her, at least, even if her dad is a jerk. Sam tells Grace to thank Isabel for saving their lives. Isabel morosely says, not everybody's lives. Isabel tells them where Cole's body fell, and she hangs up. Grace, Sam, and Koenig go for the wolves' bodies. They come across Shelby, her face in complete ruins and covered in blood. Grace considers Shelby to be the reason Cole is dead. Sam says, she's finally gone. She died as a wolf. I think that would please her. They search for Cole's body. Grace checks in with Sam, who simply says, I didn't hate it. Oh, I read that wrong. The way that it's written in there, it's kind of confusing, too. I'm confused. Because they're doing this one thing, and then he says, I didn't hate it. And you're like, what? But then Grace figures it out, what he's referring to. Yeah. Yeah, Grace checks in with Sam. He didn't hate the fact that he was... She's just saying I didn't explain enough before that. Yeah. In my notes. That he didn't hate it that she that Shelby's dead. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, and let me re-say that sentence. They search for Cole's body, and Grace checks in with Sam, who simply says, I didn't hate it. Grace doesn't need much of an explanation, knowing he's referring to being a wolf again. That's what I thought I didn't hate that, it meant. That's what I thought, too. That's why I was asking. I mean, it might not be, but that's what I interpreted it as, where okay, he's... Yeah thinking about it he had just shifted back and she's like how are you holding up they don't care about shelby anymore no they f-ing hate shelby the way that's worded i got confused i'm so glad she's dead too i mean she killed beck she got him killed she got him killed she was trying she to kill him got cold snipe too okay let's just yeah they search for cole's body grace checks in with sam who simply says i didn't hate it grace doesn't need much of an explanation knowing he's referring to being a wolf again she says, because you were better at it, remembering how the pack followed him. He says, because I knew it wasn't forever. He then quotes a poem Ulrich had him memorize as a kid, and it's written in German, but I'm going to read the English part. Do you know German, Raven? Can you, you, you got really good at saying Minch. <laughs> no, the English part's in the book, too. 
I say you read the German. If you want me to read either, let's stop. <laughs> All right, read the English, I guess. We should have had Micah come in and like record a snippet and we could insert it. We have a German friend. Sam said, looking at Boundary Wood, at last no one decided and no one knocked and no one jumped up and no one opened and there stood no one and no one entered and no one said, welcome, and no one answered at last. So they are not able to find Cole's body, just lots of blood, and Sam considers the possibility of Cole dragging himself into the woods. Grace pauses, wondering if he's still out there, to which Sam finds to be unlikely due to the state he must have been in. I just hope he wasn't afraid when he died. In the end, Cole St. Clair had done what he did best. Disappeared. Love that. Also, yeah. why that poem? Because he's he's coming home to nothing. He doesn't have Beck anymore. Okay, we know I don't do poetry. Yeah. He doesn't have Cole because that was his beta. Mm-hmm. So there's no beta left. He, he he doesn't have his original family with him anymore or mm-hmm. a part of his newest family. He is quote unquote alone, even though Grace is there. But yeah. he doesn't have friends anymore. Sad boy Sam. <laughs> Sad boy Sad Sam. Sad boy Sam's back. He's been back. I'm mentally preparing myself. <laughs> Chapter 77 is from Isabel's Perspective. Isabel readies herself to leave Mercy Falls and go back to California. She goes to sit in the piano room and ponder. She remembers always staring out the window into the woods, noting how the trees didn't look so creepy from far away with the barrier of glass between her and them. She believed then that this was the best way to experience nature. I still had days when I thought that was the best way to deal with it. Which, let me go ahead and insert my thoughts. I think that's a very reflective statement of her yeah. whole situation lately mm-hmm. like i've always you know been 10 feet away but suddenly i'm thrusting myself into it yeah now she considers how california might actually be a good thing for her her phone then rings showing a caller id the caller id from beck's house which is odd right now because grace and sam are on the peninsula there's no answer at first but then a familiar voice responds she falls to the floor clutching the phone you you scared the out of me cole laughs at her and she starts to cry cole comments how he and ringo now had the commonality of tom culpepper shooting both of them cole tells her that he was busy healing she apologizes for not doing enough and asks if sam and grace know that he's alive he said no not yet i'll tell them later we'll have that reunion later but i wanted to call you first isabel she then admits that she is going back to california Cole takes a beat before responding. I've been to California. Sort of a magical place. Which I put into the notes because I feel like that is setting up for something again. Yeah. While Isabel insists that she doesn't want to go, Cole calls her a liar. You're a California girl anyway. You're just an astronaut here. Isabel laughs, commenting that Cole hasn't known her for that long. And most of their time together, they have been either making out or arguing. He responds saying... He's an excellent judge of character. She's excited with the prospect of him being alive and ends the conversation with, Cole, don't lose this number. Aww. <laughs> He's so cute and such a great setup. Rita's standing up. She's going to round it out. So I end the book, and this is the last chapter, chapter 78, and it's from Grace's perspective, which I feel like every book has been. No, Linger was in Sam's perspective last. Yeah. But I mean, we're going. We're going round. We're going round in circles. We're going around in circles. We start where we we end where we started. I open up the clothes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Grace's perspective. 
I remember lying in, a, in the snow, a small spot of red going cold, surrounded by wolves. It's October now. Grace and Sam approach a small clearing. Grace remembers it as being larger. The spot doesn't hold the weight of her trauma at all. It's ordinary. Grace and Sam discuss how Grace told her parents she's going to Norway with Rachel. They discuss the Culpepper's house and what will happen now that it's empty. Grace considers the contrast to boundary wood and woods on the peninsula. One day, I suppose those woods will, would be home and these would be the stranger. Sam asks Grace if she's sure she wants to do this. Sam is wielding meningitis tainted blood in a syringe. Grace understands that if Cole's theory is right, she fights the meningitis as a wolf. She has the possibility of staying human forever. However, there's always a chance Cole is wrong. She says she trusts Cole, though, because his theories at this point had been correct. Some days she loves being a wolf. She loves being familiar with the woods. She loves the freedom. But some days she just wanted to be Grace. She asks Sam what he'll do when she's gone, to which he says, I will miss you. Grace faces her parents' house, thinking of her goodbye. Grace, he said, and I opened my eyes. He reached out his hand to me. And that's how it ends, That's guys. such a weird ending. Okay. How do we feel about the ending? Uh, I like it because it's ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Very much so. I was like, what the f*** are they doing? Where are they? What are they doing? I figured it out. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll, we may get some answers if we read Center. Maybe, but I don't think too much of, like, I honestly don't think too much of Grace and Sam. No. No, they're not going to be in it. But I feel like, like we said before, Cole calls Sam and Grace mom and dad. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he's going to call them yeah. while he's in California. And also, like, she's going to take the quote-unquote cure that uh-huh. Sam took. So, you know, has, like, an effect her, whatever. Mm-hmm. And as far as, like, Sam's ability to shift right now, I'm a little bit confused on how. Because he can, but it's yeah. not. Solid. Yeah, it's not what it was before where it was like, oh, it's cold outside. Anti-Elsa, the cold does bother me. Like, Yeah, it's strange. And he decides to stay a wolf and Grace doesn't, which I don't know how I feel about that because I feel like Grace wanted to be a wolf for so long. Wait, what? Like she decides she's going to change back. Mm-hmm. Like she's going to take the cure. Yeah. But she was the one that wanted to be a wolf for so long. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, and Sam never wanted to be a wolf and now he's going to stay the wolf and she's not. How would he stay the wolf? I'm saying he's, he's keeping the shifting ability but that was my question of like how often does he shift like is it back to normal i think so because he's the alpha now we don't get answers we don't and that's my problem with the end of this book there are so many unopened or like open loose ends yeah, yeah open endings yeah which is fine also like i want it a wee bit more just a little bit i mean with the way it ended, Grace is about to take the cure, which means if it's like Sam, there's going to be a little bit of time where she's about to stay a wolf. Yeah. So we know that immediately after this, if Grace is immediately taking the cure, then there's just a period of time where Grace is a wolf now. Yeah. So Sam could be doing whatever, but we know yeah. what Grace is doing for the next little bit. But it does still leave openings for all of them. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm cool with it being like, oh, like, she's taking the cure. We don't really know what's going to happen there. We can have our predictions and everything, but we're never really going to know. Like, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. But there's just, 
I don't know. So much of it, I was like, but what about this? But what about this? And I had more thoughts whenever I first finished it that I cannot remember right now. Or maybe maybe he's already taken it or he's fine. I mean, it just, what, doesn't define the period of time between? Mm-hmm. It's October. Well, it's October. And it ended in, like, June. But she's the, but he's not saying, it's not saying that he managed to survive through the second thing. What second thing? The second time of turning. So he didn't turn. He didn't turn into what? He what did <laughs> not saying? take meningitis for the second time. I didn't say he did. No, I'm just rereading. It doesn't so, say that, but that doesn't mean he didn't in between the period of time between. I don't think he did. Well, I don't think he did either. I don't That's think why. he has taken anything since that first time. And then, obviously, Cole stabbed him with whatever to make him change. But that was temporary. And I'm just wondering if he shifts after that. Because he, I don't know. I'm co- I told y'all I was confused. I'm confused, too. Maggie, we're very confused. Maybe we'll get some an- answers. Because I don't think Cole is done with his research. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he is either. Our overall thoughts on Forever as the uh, finale. Uh, I'm glad Shelby's dead. It makes sense that Beck dies. Yes, I agree with that. I'm glad Cole's still alive. Obviously. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't mind ambiguous endings. It could have been done a little bit better. Like, just the last chapter. Mm -hmm. But maybe she just wanted it that open. And I feel like... Like, I wonder how you would feel not thinking that Sinner was going to be booked. Because I don't know how much was announced about it by the time this one came out. Because Sinner came out a few years later. Yeah. Like, it came out in 2014. That's what I thought. And this came out in 2011. Mm-hmm. So, who knows if it was even... She might have been, like, afterwards, yes, I'm still doing a... I mean, she probably was. I'm doing a Cole and Isabel story, which is Sinner, in case we haven't mentioned that. But I would be kind of pissed off reading the end of this... If my 15-year-old self read this, I would have been like, what is this? Yeah. What kind of ending is this? Also, the title being forever. They're forever what? You know, Reva, tell us. I feel like my mind treated both Shiver and Forever the same, as in they were difficult to get into, and then the ending got better, and then Linger was just my favorite overall. (laughs) It's funny, because Linger, I was like... All the shifting perspectives, like, blah, blah, blah. But also, like, I liked the plots happening in that one. Mm-hmm. Like, the relationships building and all the character development in that one. I enjoyed. So, shockingly, like, Linger's probably my favorite, too. The Say Shiver is my favorite, I think. The ending of Shiver takes the absolute cake. Oh, yeah. yes, it does. I'll take the ending of Shiver over all the other books. Yes. <laughs> Which it wouldn't be put up against a bunch Mm-mm. of books. Now, but I think a bunch of the quotes from characters in Forever are more my favorite compared to the other two. Oh, yeah. There's some funny parts, yeah. Yeah. But I think Shiver was the better overall book for me just because it it was a good standalone book. Yeah, I agree with that very much so. But, I mean, honestly, we know what I'm here for. Yes. And that's for the messy, toxic people. Yes. <laughs> and speaking of, I'd like to read this little thing from the fandom wiki about what Sinner is supposed to be about. Go for it. It says, a standalone companion novel in the Wolves of Mercy Falls trilogy. In Sinner, the story follows Cole and Isabel's story as they begin life in L.A. Everyone thinks they know Cole's story. The haze of addiction, stardom, downfall, and disappearance. However, not everyone knows he shifts into a wolf during the cold months of the year. Once upon a time, Cole and Isabel loved each other. 
now Cole is back and wants to be saved. I want to know what happens because it's two years. I might have to read this sooner. See, yeah. I think that's another thing that I kind of wanted to point out earlier is how I know Caitlin for sure said this. I don't know if Peyton did or not. I can't remember if I did. But I think when we first started reading this series for this podcast, Caitlin was just like, I'm not going to read Center. Yeah. But then I <laughs> fell in love with the characters and I was like, they're the reason I'm reading yeah. Lingering Forever. Like Sam and Grace, whatever. Y'all be cute somewhere else. But I'm like, a whole book with Cole and Isabel being messy? See, and, yeah. And now Isabel's going to be like 18, which means she won't be super annoying, hopefully. Uh, She's still Isabel. Yeah. I was, I was like, annoying at 18, too. I think that's my thing about what also made it difficult for me to get into this is because Grace and Sam's love story is like great and all, but like I was not vested in their love story. You aspire to have relationships like Sam and Grace have with each other. But reading about it's not but fun. you want to read the messy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like I want to watch the world burn just a little bit. Yeah. So they just don't have as good quips, like lines, specific lines, mm-hmm. like really... Good when ones. they do go back and forth, I'm like, oh, finally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it doesn't last long because they're a healthy couple. <laughs> no, S- because Grace, is, Grace goes, no, we're going to do this. And Sam goes, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's true, too. <laughs> and Isabel's like, we're doing this. And Cole's like, no, we're doing this. Yeah. So, Reba's going to bring me center again next week. Somewhere. I'll read it. Final thoughts on the series. Love it. Better than Twilight. Okay. Yeah, I agree that's better than Twilight. I, I don't know if it's like my favorite series ever but i agree is better than twilight um cole and isabel alone are better than twilight (laughs) yeah yeah they're toxic but they own up to being toxic yeah that's what i was saying it's not edward and bella bullshit where it's very toxic but people just let it go because they love each other they're toxic but they'll straight up say yeah i'm toxic (laughs) i've got issues (laughs) and they have reasons for their issues reason for the trauma um once again as far as like readability and everything like like me rereading this if i were to again i think it would still be hard for me to do yeah it's one of those books you're not gonna go back and pick up again no because it's not an easy read because you get too emotionally invested for some people stuff like this is probably like a comfort read but yeah and I think there are parts of it that really could be, but, like, the heavy stuff kind of outweighs it for me, where I'm yeah. like, and eh, it's a little bit harder. See, and there's a reason we have a trigger warning on every episode of this, because mm-hmm. it, it's so heavy with all the, with everything. So, I just, I don't know. Um, is it rereadable? No. Is it easy to digest? No. Is it a great book with a good writer, great, you know, characters and character development with three-dimensional characters I at think, that. like, the best part, the mainstay of this whole series is the characters and the way that they are able to develop and how realistic they are. Yeah. And how well-written it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yes, and how, like, beautifully written the prose and everything is wonderful, aside from some of the dialogue, which we know how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. And aside from Rachel as a character, still, what's her, what's her deal? I don't know. <sighs> Can't get behind that one? No. I got anything else to add? I don't. I'll probably do at some point, but I guess not today. No. We're too scared. (laughs) We'll come back. Um, We are planning on possibly doing, well, definitely doing at least one bonus episode. We see if we have any more material that we can hammer out. Um, We're going to 
maybe make each other read some books that we bought for each other. I've already read mine. Or I've read one of mine. Uh, we are going to, I don't know, maybe play a game to see how well we know each other. We're going to maybe talk about some book adaptations and how horrible or wonderful they are. And I hope we're really hammered for the next few episodes. So I guess we'll see y'all at our bonus episodes. Yes, and we'll announce what we're doing next season then. Um, my hint is that... We are taking a break from vampires and werewolves and maybe exploring something a little bit more magical. 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 Mystical. Witchy. And. Gothic. Little. And also, I'm going to add to it a little geographical know how that we have. Like, we can relate to the area. A little. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. I said I can really use my southern accent on this I next know. one. I know. It's going to be so fun. Because like. And our next one does have a moody, uh, movie. Does have a movie, movie adaptation. adaptation. That did not do too well. But honestly, we kind of enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, my future sister-in-law. I told her what we were doing. And she was like. Oh, I love that. I read all of them. And then she was like. I got hooked on the movie. I watched the movie and then I read all the, I found out there was books and I read all the books. So I was like, then w- listen next season because you're going to enjoy it. Yeah. I rewatch the movie. It's been a while. Oh, me too. Okay. I think that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to follow us on Instagram at let's call it nothing pod and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.